G'day, it's Brad Shepard here from Create PT Wealth and coming at you live with another one of our personal trainer's guide to wealth creation success podcasts. And today I'm going to be talking all about measuring the results of your marketing so you can fine tune that, you can really understand the acquisition cost. And what I mean by acquisition cost, that is the cost that you have to invest to get yourself a new client. And then we're also going to have a look at, in many ways, the lifetime value of a client. Now, you're going to hear this word said a lot by me today. And I want to let you know up front that I'm going to be speaking about this concept of test and measure. So, look, the best way to see if your marketing is successful is to have a strategy in there where you do test and measure. And if there are only a few things that you do with your strategy around your advertising and, and your marketing, this has got to be a must. This has definitely got to be one of them. Look, once you, once you understand this principle, I'll tell you what, from my experience, this is incredibly addictive. It, um, it definitely, sh definitely shows you where you're spending your time, your energy, and, and also importantly, the investment that you, that you are putting forward. So once you can, once you can have all this stuff and really understand it, it gets, it, it puts your business into a whole different framework. It really enables you to understand it a lot more differently and a lot more clearly. Now, look, many personal trainers that we've come into contact with over the last eight years while we've been running our Create PT Wealth program around the country, have, we've spoken to many people who told us that they've used all sorts of forms of, of conventional type of advertising. And many of these people discuss the types of frustrations that they've had with it. So to give an example, we've had, I guess, if we break marketing down into two forms, I guess, just to make it really simple, well, if we have the, the offline stuff, which you might do via posters or flyers or lead boxes or any of that sort of stuff, advertisements that you might run in local papers or any of that, any, any of that type of thing. And then we, of course, have the online stuff. So that relates to Facebook ads, Google AdWords, Google Forms, et cetera, et cetera. What we often find is that for many people we've spoken to in the past is that they've had pretty much a negative experience with, with marketing or with advertising. So it's like I threw an ad out there in the local paper and I found out that the phone didn't really ring or I did a, a lead box in one of the local cafes. Nobody really took it up. I put a poster up somewhere. I did a flyer drop, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what generally happens, and this, this can be, a, I guess, a sort of a negative form of mindset is that people start to view this as an expense. It's like, you know, oh, I just put forward, you know, two, three, four hundred dollars or whatever it is of your hard earned money and didn't get, didn't see any measurable re response or result out of that. So I guess point number one is that from the, from the psychology and the mindset side of it, if you're viewing this stuff as an expense, you need to really flip that, that mindset all around and, and totally flip it the other way and view it as an investment. So, all right, I'm, I'm really empowered to invest into my business. And look, I definitely wouldn't recommend you invest in something that you don't know how to measure the effectiveness of it because otherwise you just... You're, you're on the hope plan, you're hoping for the best, you're just throwing it out there, throw a couple of hundred bucks on, on a set of flyers, get them delivered and, and hope for the best. You need to have a strategy behind it. So the thing I would say to you is that you do, do really need to know where people are coming from. Now, if we flip over to the online side of it, the beauty of the online platform, of course, 
is that you do have the luxury to see where people are coming from a lot easier, okay? You're, you can funnel people into your, you know, your email-based marketing campaigns or you can funnel them into spreadsheets or Google Forms or things like that. So, But I guess it gives you a bit more flexibility to do that. Of course, if you're doing any, top, any sort of offline type of promotion, then you need to make sure that whatever you've got has got a, a specific code attached to it or there's a specific way that you can find out where did these people come from because otherwise you've got no idea what's worked. Let's have a chat about, if I flip back to the online stuff, and here's an example of where I would see marketing done maybe not so great. All right, so, you know, like I said, chatted to thousands of, of personal trainers, and, and a, a PT might have done something like this. They've thrown themselves together a, a Facebook ad, so they've understood the, 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 the theory and the content behind Facebook marketing, put themselves together an ad campaign, you beauty, thrown some money on it, and then... I, start, I might chat to them about it. I say, well, how'd it go for you? Oh, well, it didn't go that great. Okay, cool. Well, can you talk me through it? What I generally find is this is a very common scenario that I hear from people prior to them embarking on a program like ours where we can assist them through this journey is that if they have a website, typically what they might have done is put together the Facebook ad. And if I'm, a, if I'm the end user, if I'm the, the prospect or the potential client, I've seen the ad pop up in my in my Facebook news feed or something like that. I've clicked on the ad because there was a level of interest there. And then what they've done is they've driven that person to possibly their website. Okay, and that's where it stops, okay? They've sent them just straight to the homepage of the website. Alternatively, if they've if they don't have a website altogether, they might send that person to Let's say they click on the ad, they just send them straight to their Facebook page. And, and again, I'm, I'm relaying the information that I've, you know, the people tell us where they've experimented in this area. So let me let me break down the, the two, you know, the fundamental reasons why, you know, that's just a going to be very ineffective. Number one, if you're sending them straight to a website homepage, there are, there is so much going on on a, a website homepage. There's links to click. There's typically photos, there's things happening, there's sliding bars, there's all sorts of stuff, testimonials, there's a Facebook feed, there's all sorts of things happening. And what can happen is that you've sent someone to your website, which is, hey, they've, they've taken action, you've spent money to get them there, but you haven't, you haven't given them the next step, you haven't got a specific purpose in mind. And that's where the system falls down because I click on, I've clicked on the ad because I've got a level of, in, level of interest in your bootcamp. I arrive at your website and unless I'm, I'm just really pumped to find out more, hey, within seconds, I've, I've clicked off and I'm on to the next thing because I'm not even sure what I'm looking for, really. Alternatively, what we recommend in this instance when you do have a website is to have some type of landing page, opt-in page, squeeze page, different names for the same thing. It's a page with a specific purpose. And the specific purpose of that page is to get someone to take the first step into sign their details in. So you might be giving away a powerful piece of information that you've put you've put together. So let's say, for example, it was a, um, a report on the top 10 things someone could do to lose five kilos in less than four weeks or how to not gain body fat over the Christmas period using these methods and strategies or how to most efficiently gain five kilos on your bench press within three weeks or whatever it is. <laughs> you get the idea. So what would happen is I would arrive at this specific landing page. And no doubt you've seen an example of this somewhere before. 
where I've clicked on the ad, it's taken me straight to there. There's one specific purpose, okay? One specific purpose. I've landed there and there's a level of interest there and I'm effectively exchanging my information. So I'm going to give you my details, be it my name, email and phone number and you're going to give me back your the report or whatever it is that I've come there for. Now the beauty of that process is that we get to now start to form a relationship. I get to read some of your really good material, etc. etc. I know who you are, you get to follow me up and the 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 relationship heads from there. Alright, alternatively with a Facebook option, <clears throat> same thing. Facebook ad, if you're sending me straight to your Facebook page, hey and I've never been there before, look I might click the like button you know, big deal. Um, I might look around for a second, but before we know it again, I've clicked away. I'm on to the next thing. So our recommendation, if you don't have a website, is to maybe use something like Google Forms. And there are many different things you can do, but here's just one example. Use something like Google Forms. And we've got a, a detailed strategy on this on our Create PT Wealth website under our blog where you can go in there and, and, and read this method and this technique. But we've had quite a number of our clients using it successfully later. The beauty of using a Google Form is that it's it's no cost to you. Google apps are, are incredible. We're, we're a big fan of using and we use them extensively in, in this business at Create PT Wealth and many of our clients do. But the beauty is, is that if you don't have a website or something like that, you can send someone to a Google form where, where you can put together some sort of questionnaire for them, albeit a brief questionnaire. You can embed some video. You can do all sorts of stuff. And really what it enables people to do is to take that next step. And, and then, you, of course, you can funnel those clients into your database and you can keep and um, build a relationship with them from that point in time. So that's an example of how we'd, we'd more effectively put an ad together with some sort of specific call to action where your whole and sole purpose is to gain that those people's contact details so you can remain in contact with them and from there there's an, an opportunity or a chance that they might want to do some work with you together. All right, well, let's flip back to this concept of, of how do we test and measure and what are, what are some of the things that we need to look out for. Number one, you need to have a template set up that you can record every single new inquiry. So to give you an example, at our business at Create PT Wealth at the moment, on any given week, we might have up to maybe around about 20 different lead generating activities going on from 20 different sources, okay? So we have websites, we have various landing pages, we have Facebook ads, we have joint alliances with people. We have quite a number of different things happening and what happens is at the end of every week, Lynn from our office will submit to us a report on the week that's just finished, the seven days. We pick a specific date range and she sends us through the number of new leads that we gained from that week. So we gain X leads from all these different sources and we can see specifically how many came from each source. Then we have a look in at how many of those leads are new because obviously we have some people signing into our list that have previously been on our database or are still on our database and maybe they just signed into to a, a new product of ours or something that was of interest. So we're not only just interested in total number of people but how many of those people have we not met yet and have we not started to build a relationship with. 
then from there we track what happened to that person you know what was the journey that we took them on you know so we're not there not everyone's there to buy something people are there to gain information to gain knowledge etc and we want to know at what stage of the journey are they on with us alternatively some people are there specifically because they want to come along to one of our workshops our programs or our seminars etc and then we track the effectiveness of of how that went and and their response to it etc etc so every monday what happens myself and jace get together and we we pull up this with this uh, document and then we go through it and we wrap our head around it and go okay what's working what's not working what do we need to tweak what do we need to change etc so it's the first thing i'd recommend for each and every one of you is to have some sort of tracking method on how you could do that and the most basic format would be to have an excel spreadsheet or again just use the spreadsheet that's contained in google docs the reason why we like the spreadsheet sheet that's contained in Google Docs is that, you know, because we have a, a, a company with 16 staff, we can, um, you know, give permission to certain people to jump into there and remotely we can work from it. We can have several people working on the one document. It makes it very user-friendly, very easy to run a big company. Well, well I should say run a, um, you know, run a, a big operation on you know an absolutely free piece of software which you know we we I really value that and I would um, recommend each and every one of you to have something like that. So let me talk to you about some of the things that you could have um, when you're putting together this spreadsheet. So if you haven't done it already, my recommendation to you is to grab yourself a pen and paper, and I'll talk you through each part of it, and I'll give some explanation around each of these things and how you can you know effectively figure out whether what you're doing is is making sense to you. All right, what I'll, what I'll go through now, if you want to picture yourself a spreadsheet, and each of these things would form the columns. So column A would be the first one, then column B would be the second one, and tracking along the page. So column A would start with the, the, the start date, okay? So whenever you started that campaign on. So let's say if it was a Facebook ad, all right, the ad went live on the whatever date it is. And then, of course, the funnel end date or the, the end date of that campaign. So whether you are running it for a certain number of days, whether it was a week, maybe it was a continuous campaign that you got running. But what we have there is we have definitely a start and an end date so we can see a range in there. The next thing we'd do is we would name that campaign. So as you can appreciate, you know, with, with 20 different campaigns going on every single week, we need to make sure that everything's well labelled, it's understood, it's connected to whatever city it comes from, etc. In your business, I'd recommend exactly the same thing, okay? You need to have everything um, named and, and labelled and, and be very clear on that. Next thing in column D would be the purpose, okay? So what's the purpose of doing this, all right? Because not every piece of marketing you might be going for a sale. You know, you might be just seeking to build a database of people. You might be seeking to build a relationship. You might be giving away some stuff. Alternatively, you might be promoting a... a, a a lean body challenge or an eight-week challenge or whatever it is that you're doing. So you want to make sure of what, what, the, what the purpose is. And then you also want to figure out in column E, which would be the next one, what is the lead source? <clears throat> so where does this lead actually come from? And what we mean by lead source would be something like, all right, come from a Facebook ad. So I know very clearly that the Facebook ad produced this particular lead. Or it came from a Google ad, so I knew that the Google ad, Google ad word was the thing that produced this. Or it came from one of my joint alliance people that I work with. It came from their email list. So I had the hairdresser that I, I liaise and communicate with, and the hairdresser made a special promotion in their email newsletter, which was promoting my eight-week summer slim down challenge. 
they've said it to their database on my behalf and I noticed that I had six people sign into my list as, as part of that and that's where my lead source comes from. Over into column F, the next thing would be where are we sending these people, okay, where do, that, where do they finish up? So we call that one squeeze page or landing page or opt-in page because really, again, it will be our recommendation to you that you have this set up nice and clear and nice and concise. So at any point in time, you can refer back to it and know, okay, what worked, what didn't. So what we do in that column is we actually take the, the URL of that squeeze page and we copy and paste it into our, our marketing tracking document so we can know exactly where everything's come from. And the beauty of this is, of course, at any point in time, we can track back, we can see what worked, what didn't, what, you know, even right down to how was the, the squeeze page and the landing page set up. Now, if I just hit the pause button for a minute and let you know that above and beyond this, there are a lot of different ways that you can track and measure the effectiveness of what you do with your marketing. So with that squeeze page, for example, we, we, will, we will test and we will do what we call split testing. And via split testing, what we mean is we will test virtually the same landing page with just changing one thing. <clears throat> and it might be changing a headline, for example, it might be, if let's say we left the headline the same, we might be changing a, a small introductory video with a photo and just see, okay, what was the difference? What gave us a greater sign-in rate? On some of them, we might keep the page exactly the same and we might ask for a name and an email. And on the next one, we might ask for an, a name, an email and a phone number. And again, we just track and measure the effectiveness of both of those and see, okay, what outperforms the other one? And this is where it, it starts to become quite fun and quite entertaining because you can track back and you can have a look at your Facebook ads and you ha have a look at the amount of money that you, you've spent with those ads and which actually performed better for you. Now, if you're currently sitting there going, wow, this all sounds like a lot of hard work, then I guess what I'm here to let you know is that there are ways that you can do this, you know, I guess a little bit more efficiently so it doesn't have to, uh, to feel massively overwhelming. The other thing I'd let you know is, you know, you might hear me say we've got 20 different lead sources. Hey, do you need 20? Well, you only need as many leads sources as you need leads. <laughs> um, so the big, the big question is, is do you need 1,000 leads a week or do you just need the, the three or five leads a week that are really good quality and can turn into ongoing clients? So really that's going to boil back to your business plan, where you're heading in business and, and what's the specific purpose. But look, for most people on our, our coaching and mentoring programs, they would have anywhere up to maybe around about three to five, um, I'd say minimum lead sources happening at once but again it all depends on the effectiveness if something's not working then of course you need to to move on to the next thing all right then the next few columns in our spreadsheet are, are dedicated to a lot of the uh, a lot of the facebook tracking for example so we will have a look at things like you know if it was a a post generated ad what sort of what sort of engagement we had on that post the cost that we had for the engagement, um, the total cost. So these are all columns going on. It's so column G, column H, column I. So the beauty of you know your Facebook as a classic example is you can track back and Facebook has all these stats in the back end for you. So that they're really good at, at that side of it. So you can extract all this information. You can obviously, obviously see where are you getting bang for buck. So here's some of the ones that we use. We have post engagement. So we have a look at how many people were engaged on that post. 
we have a look at the cost per engagement we have a look at the total cost so the total cost that it spent it that we spent on that and what we typically do is we start with a budget okay so you might say for example start with $200 just as a rough figure and then from there you'll go all right what, what I want to do is get this ad live and I want to just track track and measure it and watch it over the first couple of days and see how it performs and see what it's costing me to get someone to that landing page and and, and let me find out what my you know my cost to acquire a lead is so then we'll have a cost per website click and then we'll have a conversion rate which is telling us that okay for you know for each and every person that comes to that particular landing page a certain percentage of those are, are going to sign themselves into that page and, and show some some interest to to take that first step obviously everyone that that gets there is not going to sign in we realize that that there might be some people who will get to the page and it just not be for them although they've clicked on the ad <clears throat> you've spent some money sending them to that page then um, there's a chance they might not continue any further then what we look at we're over into now you know over into column n we have a look at how many actual leads that we received okay so keep in mind that you can send a you know a hundred thousand people to your web page but if you only get five people signing in then you know the the ratio is not going to be that fantastic so you want to have a look at how many people are we driving to that that web page and then from there what what's you know how many people that do we actually get signed in so how many leads do we get and therefore we know how much we've spent previously to get that person there we can now see what the cost was to acquire that lead okay so the cost for that person to actually sign in and then that of course that it gives us the conversion rate of the number of people that come through put their details in and we can go all right beauty we had a hundred people come to that web page and of 100 people, 25 of them sign their details in to get the free information. We go, all right, for the simple math there, it's 25% conversion rate at that web page, that landing page or that squeeze page. All right, then what happens after that in your spreadsheet really depends on the journey that you take that person on. So if you if after that you're you're promoting something or you're selling something. You want to have a look at what what happened after that point in time so how many people you know might have purchased be it your personal training session be it an introductory personal training pack be it an eight-week challenge or whatever it is that you're promoting or selling how many of those people purchased and therefore the conversion rate on that so we had a hundred people that we got sent to the page we had 25 of them sign in and we found out that of those 25 five of them actually bought your $99 introductory personal training package which had a number of sessions with you some dietary analysis some body assessment etc etc but really it was a, a nice taste test to see what it's like to be trained by you and so then you know all right beauty I spent $200 and again I'm just using some rough figures here I spent $200 to send 100 people to a web page to have 25 of those people sign in and of the 25 that signed in, of course, I've got 25 people to you know, build a relationship. But of those 25 people, five of them have made a $99 purchase. So I've now made roughly $500. And so I've now got a, a significant return on my investment because I invested $200. I've picked up $500. So that's great. So I'm in front to start with. 
However, more importantly, what do I do with those people once I take them on that introductory PT pack and how many of those five people can I convert to an ongoing client? So let's say out of the five PT packs you did well, you did four out of five, you converted, so roughly 80%. And of those 80%, those people are training with you at an average spend of, let's say, $80 per week. Suddenly now you can see how the numbers start to add up. We go $80 per week, times that by four people, four eights, uh, 32. So four eights to 32, so now I go $320 per week of extra income. Add that up over the course of a year and it's roughly $15,000. So significant return on your investment considering that that is just in year one, providing people to stay with you for a year, two years and beyond. All right, so that starts to give you a bit of an idea on return on investment. So <clears throat> really what I would do for each and every one of you is to have a think about how can we put this together in a nice, concise spreadsheet and track and measure everything that, that, that we do and so forth. Now, all these people, of course, that enter your you know, that enter your leads would need to be put into some form of database and it would be our recommendation that you have a, have a specific database set up. Um, if you're going to use something like MailChimp or one of the email-based programs to do your email newsletters, then you want to have all your people contained inside there. Of course, there's other more robust programs as well, but at bare minimum, what I'd say to you is to contain these people in some sort of Excel spreadsheet or Google Doc where you've got names, you've got emails, you've got phone numbers, at bare minimum of these people. Uh, because the beauty of that is you can, of course, have a CSV file uploaded into any email-based marketing program and you can keep in communication with these people. And, you know, that's the, the beauty of it. But more importantly, and I'll say it again, it's, I would say a lot of this stuff is quite easy to do, but also very easy to neglect or not to do. So, you know, my, my suggestion to each and every one of you is to, you know, with this process is to start simple with it, not make it more than it needs to be. But make sure that you just track all this stuff because you'll be blown away that if you do this type of tracking over time, you do it over a month, two months, over three months, over a year, over two years, etc. You can track back at any point in time and you can go, wow, I can understand why that campaign really worked because of these particular reasons. Maybe there was something I did in the ad, maybe it was something that I, I promoted or did a little bit differently. So again, that would be my, my suggestion to each and every one of you. Look, I hope that you found today's um, session of value. Look, we, we really open, you know, welcome your your feedback. Keep We've had quite a number of people suggest things that they want to hear more about. So all we, we ask you to jump on the Facebook page. Let us know how it's going, whether the information's valuable to you. We want to keep providing you and supplying you with as much information as possible, which could make a big difference in your, uh, your fitness business. So that's me signing off for today's podcast, and I certainly look forward to chatting to you on the next one. And um, it's bye for now. Thanks and see you then. Bye-bye.